This is Podcast for Columbus. Recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer. Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. Welcome to Podcast for Columbus, recording live on August 18th, 2019 from the Crew Cave here in Southwest Columbus. I'm Todd Fichtenberg at Tronic33, and with me is Dakota Stewart at Coda Stewart and Max Brunke at Monk. Max Brunke tweets. Oh, just kidding. Max isn't here. He was supposed to be, yeah. but flaked yet again. <laughs> sad. Very sad. Um, speaking of flake, uh, last night Columbus Crew played the Toronto FCs, which, by the way, is not a real rivalry. I don't care what you people say. And the but there's Cup a trophy. Is not real. Yeah. I don't care. I care more about Cincinnati than them. Um, and so, anywho, as we move into this thing to get it started, don't forget to use that hashtag AskP4C, and we'll talk about your stuff on the air. Kick off. Alrighty then. So this is the Savan segment where we talk about the most recent game. Um, of course. The crew are undefeated in six now, which is great. Well, it's good. It could be better. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's great because if it were great, we would have more three-point. Is there a specific reason we can't get three points these last few games? Oh, well, there's things here, things there. but Let's talk about the lineup and see if we can come up with something. Um, in the striker position, we have Jazzy Zardes. Wait, let me stop you right there. Oh, okay. I think that's why. Oh. It could be. Do we have any backups that could be seasonable? I mean, let's give them a shot. <laughs> I'm ready. Is it time to bench Zardes? Yes. I think so, yeah. I answered my own question. Uh, we'll get more on that later. So uh, at the attacking mids, we had Mokhtar, Santos, and Diaz, and Arthur and Trapp in the holding mid. In the back, Baloney, Williams, Mensa, and Awful, and Room in goal. Room. Per the broadcast, this is the 15th different backline this season. Yeah, um, which is kind of funny because at the beginning of the season, Caleb was saying that he wanted to stick with two center backs and just have them go in week in, week out. That's what I thought, too. But, I mean, obviously you have to take into consideration injuries, which has killed us this year. But still, like, 15 changes in the back line, that is a lot. That is a lot as well. Um, and then Toronto had Brad. Do you kids still have to read To Kill a Mockingbird in high school? Um, Probably, but I probably didn't. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a character. It's a I creepy, was... creepy character in To Kill a Mockingbird called Boo Radley. So I'm like, Ooh. Boo Bradley. Um, so that's the name of the podcast. If anybody's wondering, it's from um, To Kill a Mockingbird. But, oh, that was my favorite thing on the planet, that we continued to boo that loser. I know. Like, I was uh, talking with Cam yesterday because we went to the game together. And I'm like, booing Bradley is one of my favorite things that we do at the stadium. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just something about it special. It is. It's fun because he's got this attitude that we're booing him because of his comments about Columbus, but actually we be booed him before he made those comments. Yeah. So quit crying like a baby. And I don't know if you noticed at the end of the game, he was with the refs yelling at the refs at the end of a game that they drew when they could have lost. Like he's still upset. Oh, I just can't stand him. Yeah. We all know he's going to LAFC to be with his daddy when he's done. So it's, oh, it's I don't like him. As long as he goes to a team that's not the Columbus crew. 
then I don't Ooh, care. Would we welcome him at the Columbus Crew with open no. arms? No. no. <laughs> and also, I totally forgot, but TFC had Patrick Mullins. Yeah. So at least he didn't score on us. I was actually terrified that he was going to yeah, score. <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to score. like, oh, crap. This is going to be one of those games where the player didn't work out in Columbus, and then they come back and have the best game of their career. Yep. But I think they were mocking us a little bit because they had him, at least on the MLS app, they had double striker system with Mullins and Altidore. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So it looks like they made they tried to fit Mullins in there. And it didn't work. <laughs> well, anyways, before we talk about goals that weren't scored, let's talk about the goals that were in the 42nd minute, Asario, assisted by Altidore, was completely unmarked. I'm talking about nobody within 10 yards of the man. Yeah. Um, took a shot and scored a goal. And I mean... not really sure what else to say about that goal. He seems like one of those players... I haven't looked at the stats or anything, but it seems like he always does well against Columbus. And... I don't know if well, we're yeah, if no defenders are going to step up to him, then well, of course, yeah, of course. But like, he was still so far out. Um, I, I haven't even watched the replay yet, but I feel like Room could have done better on that goal. Agreed. But I mean, it, he wasn't marked at all, so can't really put it all on Room. And then I, I was sitting with somebody, and uh, after he scored that goal, he's like, "Oh, Zach Stefan would have definitely saved that." I'm like. <laughs> People just put Zach on such a high pedestal. It's kind of ridiculous. Hey, we'll talk Zach up a little bit at the end. Um, and then in the second half, shortly after yours surely showed up to the game, um, I had to miss the first half for personal reasons. Plastic. Yeah. But I did come to the second half, and we immediately scored. So you're welcome, everybody. Um, Santos scored another beautiful goal, another worldie. Um, best so player wait, on the team by far. If you would have came in the first half, we would have won. No, because both crew goals came when I was there, so we would have won yeah, 2 1. But if you were there in the first half, we would have scored another one. This is true. Did you wear your Fort Columbus kit? I did not. Then we share the blame. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. So, actually, that was a pass from Trap. Um, another perfectly placed ball that he meant. Um, you're welcome. So, in the 82nd minute, and actually, another great goal. Um, it had an assist. Um, from Awful, but I still feel like it's a pretty good solo effort. Akam put a goal in the back of the net, another beautiful goal with lots of cheering in the 82nd minute. And I thought, this is great because there's not enough time to screw this up. We are yeah. going, we've got this. Yeah, I was, I was hyped. Like, having Akam come in and make an immediate impact, that was, it was a great substitution. Yeah, and you know who else made an immediate impact after coming on? The Luis Argudo. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, and then it's too good to be true because in the 90th minute, not even extra time, but in the 90th minute, Altidore puts one past room. I think it was off a corner, wasn't it? Was he? No, it wasn't off a corner because I remember um, Santos. Isn't, I'm not saying it's his fault at all, but um, I remember him playing defense for some reason and trying yeah. to stop the ball like with like a little nine degree foot kick and missing it. Yeah, but it was just bad. That's not his job. Like. I, I was just frustrated that that goal, due to the prior events that happened, um, but there's no reason that we should have not got three points out of this game. Not at all. Um, so in the first half, Mokhtar missed a couple open goals. Was there anybody else who missed any open goals? Let me check my notes here real quick. Just give me a sec. Oh, looks like Jesse Zardes missed. Was he... Is he broken? <laughs> <laughs> There's like something psychologically messed up there. Not connected. I don't know if it's a psychological thing that the same thing happens week after week now. Um, 
but something has got to be fixed and it, it doesn't look like that's going to change anytime soon. So I would say have him sit. We have a Wednesday game this week. Yeah. And then the second most important game of the entire year on Sunday. I don't think he should play on Wednesday. I don't even think that he should travel. Um, have him sit at home, watch the game on his couch, enjoy some time with his kids, his wife, and hopefully when Sunday comes, he'll be refreshed and ready to uh, score a hat trick in Cincinnati. So here's the question. Do we want him to sit for the New York game, or do we want him to sit for the Columbus, uh, the Cincinnati game? I definitely want him to stay at home on Wednesday against New York City. I don't, I don't even think he should travel. Um, I, I would say give Romario his start at uh, New York City and then pull him off maybe 60th minute, depending on his performance. If he's having a good game, I guess keep him on and kind of do the two-striker thing that we did the past couple games, but put on um, Jordan Hamilton. Just let those guys go at it. Um, Hamilton hasn't seen any minutes yet for Columbus. Uh, Romario has been in past couple games, but just coming in as a substitute. So I, I would love to see both of those guys get some minutes at New York City. Um, the season's a wash. We're giving up too many points the past couple of weeks, points that are vital to making the playoff push, and it's just not happening. So we're running out of time, running out of available points to grab. So something's got to change, and I hope Caleb sees that also. Yeah, so it's a fun pipe dream, but what are the actual odds that we're going to see Will uh, Zardes sit on Wednesday? You know, that's the thing. I honestly don't know because – it being a two-game week, he might he might do that. I I would I would hope so. Save some legs. Um, I I would say just put on as many B side players as possible for New York City, just yeah. to save them all for Sunday. It'd be interesting to see what happens. I I have my doubts that he's going to rest Zardes, but um, it's almost like he has to double down. Hey, we paid this guy DP wages because he's a DP, so let's keep him going. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a dumb reason, but yeah, no, I it agree, wouldn't but, surprise me. <laughs> but that's an MLS reason to not sit somebody. Um, substitutions, 67th minute, Argudo came on for Mokhtar. I thought um, he made immediate impact, even though he didn't score. Um, this is one of the the Zardes misses. I mean, just a perfect pass to Zardes. And I, don't th- I think Zardes forgot that his left legs work, too, because he, like, took three or four touches to get it to his right foot, and by that time it was just way too late. So yeah. I'm not sure what happened then. And then also, he actually almost scored a goal himself. Goalkeeper made a great save, bounced off the off the crossbar. Yeah. That was a big bummer because that would have been a sweet moment for I him. I was so happy that he took that shot, yeah. though, because like he had the option to either take the shot or pass it to Jossie, who was marked, and honestly wouldn't have done anything with it anyway. So yeah. I, I'm definitely glad that he had that moment and took the shot. I think one of our biggest criticisms of, of Luis has been, Argudo has been that his decision-making at the end. So yeah. the fact that, yeah, he did, you know, he took it and actually forced a good save out of the goalkeeper. And had the bounce not gone up, had it bounced back, Jazzy would have been in a perfect place to sky it. So <laughs> it would have worked out really well. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I feel kind of bad, but whatever. Um, uh, Romero Williams came on for Diaz in the 79th minute. Um, and then in the 80th minute, actually, it seemed more like a double sub. I don't know why it's written that way in the MLS site, but Akam came on, or yeah, Akam came on from Maloney, which is really, really odd because it looked like they put Santos back in the, to play left back, which seemed really confusing to me. Like, if we're going to make an offensive sub, why don't we just make it all an offensive sub? 
end of the day, it didn't matter because they scored on us anyways. Um, and Akam made an immediate impact scoring two goals after coming on. But um, Scoring one goal. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, he scored a goal within two minutes of coming on. Is what I, I wish he scored two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter. Why is... Uh, why is it common in the doghouse? I think he's coming back from injury, so let's just relax a little bit. And I mean, he's a great super sub. Yep. So. Yep. And I don't think he mind being a great super sub because he's going to Nashville. So yeah. I think in his mind, I don't like a lot of professional players don't want to be obviously, but in his mind, I don't think that would be a problem. Yeah, and I mean, we might also be testing out the guys that are actually going to be here next season. So it sucks that we're losing the comm so quickly, but. I mean, we're, we're we're honestly not playing for anything, so we might as well just right. T- I take you take that back. We are playing for the Ohio Cup. We are playing to beat FC Cincinnati. Oh, well, yeah. Aside so. from that, um, and then the referee was Remy Tushan. Um, honestly, I thought he was fine. Um, he was really consistent. He didn't call anything, but he didn't call anything for either side. So yeah. I actually don't mind that. I like an open game every once in a while. Um, and then the VAR was Alan Kelly. Um, one of the most interesting plays was in the 79th minute right in front of us. Um, great hustle by Argudo. It, it was actually almost like the, um, the Akam play yeah. where Akam stayed on his feet through two defenders. And it was really, really weird because the referee signaled for advantage but then called it back, which I've never seen them call it back after signaling advantage, I, but I, I really appreciated that. He only took like two steps forward yep. and then he was fouled again. So like, okay, just put it back to the yep. first foul. But I, I, I really appreciated that refereeing in that spot. Yeah, I really like the refereeing and I like the hustle from Argudo like both yep. not going down just keep fighting for it uh both players went down the defender and Argudo and Argudo was the first one to get up and he just yep. sprinted at the ball so I loved his hustle um I, I love the energy that he brings every time that he's on the field even when he messes up he sprints back to recover the ball so I, I respect his play a lot yeah there is plenty room aboard the um Santos and Argudo train. Santos train's getting kind of full at this point. I mean, um, we might. But we've been driving that thing for three years, or so <laughs> we might need to start uh, selling. Um, what's it called? Oh, Crap. like first class passes or something, or like get another uh, car to put on it. The word's not coming to me. I blanked. <laughs> get those tickets. Waiting punched. list. That's what I was oh, thinking. Oh yes, a oh, waiting list idea. for the San- for the Pedro Santos train. Fair enough. We should do that. Um, I don't have very many other thoughts about the game. I already talked about Bradley getting booed. We wore black kits at home again. Freaking dumb. Ugh. Every single time we play a red team, we have to wear yellow. Every time we play at home, we have to wear yellow. I don't understand. I think every home, I completely agree. And I don't think yellow and red looks bad on TV. No, it doesn't. Like, that's just such a classic matchup, and I love it. And The only thing I can think of that if they would do, if they would let every team wear their primary color at home, so like purple Orlando, Houston Orange, um, crew yellow wear your primary and do like hockey where you know white would be the away color or like your secondary kit would be the away color but it's super annoying that yeah. we can't wear yellow at home it drives me nuts even though i love those black jerseys don't get me wrong but anywho and then the only other thing i wanted to talk about was altador stunt at the end i saw a lot of like quote-unquote neutral soccer media talk about Oh, crew fans think he's faking. They're booing him. That is not. A, that is very disingenuous. That's not at all why we're booing him. We're booing that idiot because he clearly didn't hurt himself. He's holding his head. The doctor, the MLS doctor, walked out on the field and made him get off the field, which I thought was props to the MLS doctor because that's what he's there for. That's his yeah. job is to do concussion protocol. And Altidore wasted about a minute before he went off the field. So to me, that's why we were booing him because he was wasting time. It wasn't because yeah. you know he either faked or wasn't faking an injury, but. But that's what you get for holding your head. You're going to go through concussion protocol. So sorry, Josie. Not sorry. Not sorry. 
All right, anything else before we rank these players? Um, I don't think so. I think it was just a game like last week in Cincinnati. Lots of chances, but couldn't put them away. Yep. It's the usual. Starting 11. All right, this is the fun, fun segment where we give player ratings with four being the worst and six being average. Um, Jazzy Zaras, I think we'll just start with him to get it over with. He gets a four. I mean, you're missing sitters. You're a DP striker. You can't be that bad in front of the goal. I understand a bad game or two, but this is it's been since the um, Gold Cup. He's just been broken since the yeah. Gold Cup. So. Um, yeah, I'm giving him a four. There's really nothing that he did to benefit the crew yesterday. Um, didn't really make any good passes that led to anything, and he was just worthless in the box. So, And it's just becoming repetitive. So I'm getting frustrated with him. There were several times where he <laughs> even dribbled out of bounds, and like he just gave up so much, and it, it was just really frustrating to watch. Uh, so yeah, four. I will have to comment since we're watching the Argentinian league. The referee's jersey has lots of lots of advertising on it. Yeah, it does. And <laughs> he's wearing an AFA badge with two stars over it. Correct. So that's kind of fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, so Diaz, um, just average for me. He gets a six. I didn't see anything horrible, anything you know terrible, but he didn't get on the sheet. I'm still excited about him and what he brings, but he didn't. I didn't feel like he was bringing it last night. Yeah, I wasn't really impressed with him either last night. Um, he kind of played the same like he did against Cincinnati. It just wasn't really too much of an impact on the game. I'll just give him an average six. All righty, and then Pedro Santos. What a goal. What a player. Hashtag never doubted. Working so hard. Um, He gets a nine from me. I can't give him a perfect ten. It wasn't his fault that he's on left back, but um, he did kind of sort of contribute to that last goal in like a kind of sort of in a minor way, but he'll get a nine from me. Um, I'll give him a 9.6 because Mm. this guy is for Columbus. Oh, and is he Columbus Crew legend yet? No, but he's a great. He's a Columbus Crew great. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, I saw Saro and um, Stefan being referred to as legends, so I, I thought that the criteria is very, very low for legends. Then we have Mokhtar. Um, honestly, I didn't care for him last night like I did last week. Um, he himself missed a couple sitters. Um, give him a six, just average, but I'm still excited to see what he brings. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed with his play, um, even when we were sitting there watching warm-ups because th- that's what we do every week. We just sit there and analyze the warm-ups. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, w- with the crew, it's so obvious, like, who's going to have a good game and who's not. Because in their warm-up shots, Pedro was banging in, like, every single oh. one. Like, ball after ball, he was putting them in. And Mokhtar, I don't think he made one. Oh, I'm okay. like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be terrible. And Jossie also missed all of them and skied, like, half of them. But anyway, the the funny thing is, like, during warm-ups, Pedro and Akam were the ones that were like doing the best, and they were the ones that scored. Nice, yeah. The only one I can remember thinking, paying attention to is Smiram, because if yeah. Miram missed, oh, he had a horrible game. Mm-hmm. But if he was making them, he'd, he'd score a goal in the game. But and that's it's not stuck out to me. The other players. That's did. kind of what stuck out to me about Mokhtar. Like he was taking the same kind of shots as Miram, and like it, it just turned into the same thing. It was either way too wide or way too high, and like that's what happened in the game too. I have a proposal for both, you know, some of these guys in Zardes is why don't we just make the goalpost bigger? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I did think it was really funny that um, that after Argudo took the shot that bounced off the crossbar, um, Zardes went up and, like, slapped the, the post with his hand. I thought that was kind of funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> c- coming back to this, I think I'll give Mokhtar a uh, five and a half. 
Alrighty. So Will Trap. Um, I think he did well in the midfield, especially against yep. his boy uh, Bradley, Boo Bradley. Um, but the corners. Why on earth was he taking corners? They were all short. I mean, all of them were short. Yeah. Um, I didn't think anybody could take take worse corners than Pipa, but I was wrong. Only let Trap take corners. He's amazing at Yankee Stadium. So Wednesday, he, maybe that's why. Maybe he's practicing for Wednesday. But let him take corners Wednesday. And then, uh, um, so unfortunately, because of the bad corners, I know he had an assist. Mm, I'm, I'm going to give him a 7. I had a 6.5 written down, but no, he deserves a 7. Yeah, honestly, I think that was one of Trap's better games recently. Um, he had a wonderful ball for the assist on the uh, on the goal. Corners aside, that's not really his specialty per yeah. se. But I mean, maybe a coach I, decision. So yeah, yeah. I, I was still impressed with his midfield play. I think he he held his own against uh, Boo Bradley. Boo. Uh, so I'll give him like a seven and a half. Uh, I don't have a boo. I don't have a boo drop yet. That's all right. I've been saying for months I'm gonna get more drops. We did drops. That enough last night. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That was a blast. Um, let's see. So Artur. Um, same thing. I thought he had a good hustle in the midfield, um, especially with. I don't. And I've never played the game, and I've never had an injury. But it seemed like to me the where his stitches were would really, really affect like sight and would really drive me crazy. But I'm not a professional soccer player. But all in all, I'll, I'll give him a seven as well. Yeah, I think I I rate him the same. This game is trap. I'll just give him a seven and a half. I think he did pretty well in the midfield. And then Connor Maloney. I have to be completely honest. I feel like he redeemed himself from last week. Like. Um, I'm more focused on him in the second half because he was playing on my side where I sit. Um, and he was clearing a lot of balls and making a lot of hustles and a lot of plays. Um, I don't th- think he was particularly at fault for either goal. I nothing he really did bothered me on those goals. So I'm going to give him a seven. Um, yeah, I, I think he's kind of hard to rate. Um, I'll, I'll just give him an average six for this game, but... It was definitely better than Cincinnati, and I mean, I hate to say it, but I honestly just hope that we don't have to use Connor within the next couple of weeks because I want a better player out there. Yeah, but what's our other choices? I mean, Waylon, he's coming back from injury. I think he was questionable this week. Uh, honestly, I'd put Booba there, but I don't know. Well, the other thing it's I slim thought- picking right now. I thought, especially since he wears the number two, why not put um, Argudo back there? If that's what he trained for in the summer, because he kind of played fullback positions during um, during um, preseason. So we have plenty of attackers now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the option of taking people off the bench, but maybe throw him back there, see what happens. Oh no! And then we have Josh Williams. For me, just average six and a half. Yeah, honestly, um, he definitely stuck out or stood out. Stood out, if I can talk today, <laughs> uh, a lot better than he did uh, before his injury. Before his injury, I don't think that he was playing well at all, but I think yesterday he actually really did have a good game. Um, I'll give him a six and a half. All right, and Menson Awful, um, I'm going to rate them together because they're center back pair. Um, the only reason I gave Williams half more than them, I give Menson and Awful both a six, just average, um, in particular because they both got split on the Altidore goal. Um, like neither one of them stepped up to try to do anything to stop Altidore, which really frustrated me. And I'm not trying to blame them, but I just thought that um, I don't know, it just sucked. The whole thing of like, we I really thought we could kill off that game and win it. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that it was just a little bit of lackadaisical at the end, and Altidore like who is 
notoriously lazy just able to do that just really irritates me yeah um i don't want to put that goal completely on mensa um but i I think he could have done better there but the rest of the game i think he was pretty solid um i'll give him a six and a half same thing as josh and what about awful same as awful i give awful and mensa six oh uh for awful i don't know I, i really wasn't impressed with him yesterday he he made his standard runs down the wing but it didn't really turn into anything. Um, I'll just give him a six for yesterday. Yeah, he was actually a lot in the attacking again. And um, being such a Finley fan, it was so annoying when Finley was playing. Um, but he doesn't seem to be encroaching in a way space um, that our current right winger, whoever's yeah. playing uh, Diaz or whatever. So that was good. And then um, Elroy Room, um, again, you had two of three shots in target go in. Whether they're his fault or not, I don't feel like I have much to rate him on, but he did make one phenomenal save. So he gets half a point above average, so 6.5 for Rune. Um, yeah, I'll just give him a standard 6. I'm looking at our results. Give me just a sec. The last clean sheet that we had, you have to go all the way back to when the Revs came to Columbus. <laughs> that was the last clean sheet that we had. So... I don't know if that's a goalkeeper problem or just a overall team problem. I actually do know the answer. It's an overall team problem. <laughs> but um, do you remember who started that game? It wasn't room at, at the. Oh no, that, that was uh, the sixth game of the season. That would have been. Oh, Zach. way back then. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was it was a long time ago. But I mean, room hasn't had a clean sheet yet. I know he had, he's only played a couple games, and most of the goals haven't been his fault. But I mean, I I have been impressed with him. He's been a lot better than Bendik and Kempen have been. But, yeah, he'd be, um, he's better than both of them in goal at the same time. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, it's it's still a drop-off from, I think, what Zach was. I, I don't think that it's even fair to compare the two. But still, um, I, I, I expect him to be a little bit better. Maybe it's just he doesn't have enough time with the team yet. Everything hasn't really clicked together, but I don't know. I would expect a little better for him. Hydration break. Crew in the news. This uh, crew in the news is getting really depressing because all it is is injuries. So Jimenez has a knee injury. He'll be out about a month. Keita has the thigh injury. But I think he was questionable last night, wasn't he? I think so. I want to say so. And um, then people out for the season. Milton's still out for the season. Waylon Francis with his thigh injury should be back in the next game or two. Ricardo Clark had his foot injury. I forgot about him, but he was on the injury report. Yeah. Um, Cronali's Kren- not injured. No, he was on the bench last night. Um, and that's about it on the news for crew in the news except for um in birmingham legion fc they once again beat their team one nothing memphis 901 apoku subbed out in the 11th minute i didn't have time to check if that was injury related but that seems kind of like a really be. early sub which is also kind of depressing so that may be not that he's gonna start for the crew or anything but and then jj williams started but um n- never got subbed out he played 90 minutes so um they won he didn't score the goal but they won one nothing well at least somebody won. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, that's about all we got about crew in the news. No surprise trades. No surprise pickups. The bunch, only thing I want to comment injured. on from talking earlier this week, I just really want a crew two team because we have a lot of guys that have not got minutes that still need to have some kind of match experience. Uh, guys like Sosa. Um Heck, even Guzman the past couple games. When was the last time that we saw him? He still needs to get in and get some minutes. 
but yeah, I'm. I don't want to see him. <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't need honestly, either, but like if he's gonna stick around for a while, I at least want him to like get better with our system and our players. So like, I I just really want a crew two team. I know it's not gonna come anytime soon. Probably not even until maybe even a year or two after we have the new stadium up and running, but. I think yeah. it would be so beneficial. I'm more optimistic of getting a crew two under the current ownership um, and leadership than in the past because I'm think pretty oh, much. Oh yeah, no doubt. That's one thing. Even before we realized, you know, how awful he was, I think it was pretty clear that he w- either wasn't interested or said it wasn't possible to get a crew two. I think he pretty much said that from the beginning. So yeah, and I think I, I'm not quoting anybody because I don't even remember for sure, but I think that they have said that they do and want to put a crew two. Yeah, I think Bez at the beginning of the season he was asked to either at the supporter summit or like at one of those podcast yeah, recordings. Yeah, something like that. But he didn't really like give a definite answer, but kind of said, "Oh yeah, that's really something we want to look into and stuff like that." So yeah. I mean, so I think it'll there's happen a lot eventually. of stuff to be done before yeah. that, especially with the stadium. But but yeah, that would be pretty beneficial. Um, I'm surprised the league doesn't require it. <laughs> but we'll get to this later. But they do require soccer specific stadiums. <laughs> well, um, unless you're in the Bronx. Yeah. Alrighty. Listener questions at halftime. I think we actually do have some listener questions today. Do we? Um, either I put uh, the tweet out, but I didn't even check. It might not be questions, but we definitely had comments, which is pretty sweet. So, let's see where we start. <laughs> um, why does Coda hate Pedro? Um, that's oh. from Brent Miller at Bam two two five four two. Let me stop you right there, Brent. I love Pedro. Always have, always will. Hashtag never doubted. Yeah, Brent, get it together. We liked Argudo and Santos before it was cool. Okay, so get <laughs> it together. I'm going to put a bucket on your head and go to the other inferior podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, we had a not question, but more of a comment from Mike Hudson. It brings me joy to hear that Columbus still boos Bradley. Agreed. And I also enjoy that. Thank you, Mike. I do appreciate that as well, and I completely agree. It was very, very sad to see you wearing Blorange. Um, and not at the game, but we do appreciate you dropping by, and we hope to see you next Sunday. I'm not seeing any other questions. I think that Here's was it. From a few hours ago, Massive at TBL87, that DP signing was just a money throw to get him to play better. Oh, I think we're talking about Zardes. To get Zardes to play better, I would rather be giving a young player some chances than watch this happen week after pitiful, pitiful week. Yeah, as we talked about earlier, we definitely agree with you. It's time to get some of these young guys on the field, at least for the NYCFC game. Um, I want to say Hamilton personally just because he hasn't gotten any minutes. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him at all. Air conditioning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> something bad is happening. Um, then um, Beppe at Buckeye DiNapoli did send us a Thanos gif that says everything. So we have talked about everything, and we will continue to talk about everything. Wait, did you just pronounce it Jeff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a computer nerd, that's actually the correct way to pronounce it. I don't think so. I'm 100% sure. <laughs> I still call it a GIF because it sounds better, oh, but yeah, Jeff is actually the correct is the correct um, pronunciation. I bet Jossie calls it a Jeff. Ooh. Um, let's see. Nothing. Oh, Boba Fett, 20, uh, oh, lots of numbers, 20,101. 20, said in response to our t- is it time for Jazzy to sit on the bench says yep. his head is clearly not in it right now yep. if we don't get four points in the next two games I say start Romario the Chicago game and Hamilton the Atlanta game he can come off the bench and maybe they'll spark a fire under him 
I have agreed with you. I say start from Mario on Wednesday. Yeah, I say. Don't even wait. And I say don't even bring him on. Don't sub him on. So yeah, that'll spark a fire. Yeah, actually leave him out of the eighteen will spark a fire. Yeah, I already mentioned it. Just have him sit on the couch on Wednesday. Or maybe um, this might fire up other podcasts. I don't know if Jazzy's mom listens to any podcasts, but uh, they could just not. say <laughs> they could just um, have Kayla Porter throw Zardis under the bus to the national media. That would be great. I mean, it kind of worked with Cronali. It did. Caleb knew what he was doing. Helped him out. What a guy. Yeah, Caleb Porter. Ugh, I can't even say that with a straight <laughs> face. Ugh. I, no, hate like, being, I hate being right about that when I'm like, I don't want this guy. I don't want him. And I was like, you know what? I'll give him a chance. I'll give him a chance. But, oh, he's everything I thought he would be and more. No, but, like, honestly, giving credit where it's due, I think Caleb has had a couple good weeks, uh, I would say, within the past. Not, not the whole stretch of our unbeaten streak because the first couple games, like uh, the Bridgeview tie, I don't remember, but there were a couple things that I wasn't in agreement with. But definitely the past couple weeks, I think he's making the right choices, making the right subs. That's it, true. The he's subs, just yeah. being let down by the players. Like we've dropped so many points within the past couple weeks just because the players are not doing what all they need to be doing. But like Caleb, I think he's been fine the past month and a half. But I guess to say play devil's advocate, isn't it the coaches slash manager's job to? get the players to perform? I mean, yeah, but he can't run out there and make Jossie not sky balls. Like, the, he just has to be a DP striker and do what he's supposed to be doing out there. Like, you can only prep them so much, and the other players, they're putting the balls in the right area. They're doing what they need to do. He's just not finishing it. And if he's going to be our target man where most of our goals come from, that yeah. that's going to be on him every time. i trying to remember who said it. I think it was Ags Attack actually said... He actually said that he couldn't intentionally place the ball where Zardis is placing him. So there's something, like, mechanically. Because I'm sure, you know, in practice, you know, especially, like, for the Saints when um, when Ward-Prowse, you know, literally they practice free kicks over and over and over. Or golfers is another example. You do the same motion over and over, and it becomes rote memorization. Your, your muscle memory just kicks in. Yeah. So for me... There's something not right about the way that he's either that I don't know. mentally he's not connecting with that correctly. But anywho, Something's hopefully, not hopefully we'll see what happens. Um, I did see, think one thing was funny. I forgot to pull it up, but Jazzy said to the dispatch. There's a dispatch article about how he said he's not going to dwell on his mistakes. What's really funny about that is there's an exact dispatch article about Steve Clark at the beginning oh. of 2016 when he said that he's not going to dwell on the mistake. Yikes. And then he kind of just disappeared off into the oblivion. So hopefully that's not bad, Juju. But he's doing good now with Portland. So Yeah, but he's playing f- for Portland since 2015, it was to all be back, fair. So. It was all backdoor job. Yeah. But, I mean, even his even the Portland fans have said that. Yeah, he's played for us since 2015. It's <laughs> freaking disgusting. Oh, man. <laughs> Final whistle. Man, we're blowing right through this one today because the same old themes are coming over and over. But this segment, we discuss the upcoming match, and we have two away games coming up. First, on Wednesday, we play at the soccer-specific Yankee Stadium. And then on Sunday, for leg two of Hell is Real versus um, Cincinnati. <laughs> FC Cincinnati. <laughs> I drew a blank on what their name was. It's Yeah, FC. That yeah, should be easy. Fussball. Foosball. Foosball Cincinnati. Um, so against New York City FC... I don't think there's any way we win that game. Um, they just recently beat FCC 4-1. Uh, 
yesterday. You love um, to see it. I love it. They're number three in the East, 41 points, and they are 11, 5, and 8, and have a plus 13 goal differential. The crew are 11th in the East with 27 points, seven wins, 14 losses, six draws. I mean, we have more. We have double losses than wins. That's crazy. I honestly completely forgot about this New York City Wednesday game until yesterday. I did too. Yeah, see, actually, like, I did tell you brought it up. The, the prep all last week, like, Okay, have TFC in between the next Hell's Real. I like completely blanked on. We have a Wednesday game. <laughs> yeah, because this whole thing, this is technically rivalry weekend. So like, yeah, it's so weird that we have sandwiched Cincinnati, quote unquote, rivalry weekend, and then Cincinnati again with New York City thrown in there. It's kind of strange. Yeah, but well, we have a negative twelve goal Don differential, Garber. which honest, honestly doesn't even sound that bad. What is it? Negative twelve. Negative twelve. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I thought it was worse great. than that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was worse. Um, NYC is just too good of a team right now. We're unbeaten in six, but I, I really think we lose this game. I'm going to be kind of generous about it and predict a 2-1 loss for the New York City game. Um, That sounds accurate, but just for fun, I will go with a 1-1 draw. Ooh. I'm going to say the uh, almost legendary Mr. Pedro Santos. Saves the day once again. Oh, and who's going to score for New York City? I don't know. Probably like Eber or something. Will it be an own goal by Jossie Zardes? <laughs> Gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, he'll try to clear He'll try to clear it over the bar and then just put it right past room. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Jossie. I do kind of love you, but like, you're hurting I, me. That's the thing. Like, I hate that I feel this way about Jossie because I really do like him as a guy, and I, I yeah. actually do think that he is a capable player. We've seen it. He's done it before. I don't know what kind of funk he's in right now, but he needs to get out of it because it's frustrating and we're losing too many points because of it. Yeah, and I don't know why, but he played so well under Burhalter, even in the Gold Cup, so I'm not sure what what the difference is. Yeah. Maybe it's more he needs more structure or something. I'm I, don't not really sure. I don't know what it is, but it's frustrating, and I think it's time to fix it. It's time. Um, upcoming match versus FCC next Sunday. Yours truly will both be traveling down there. Um, it'll be a fun car ride on the way home when we win. If we don't win, it'll be a very <laughs> depressing car ride. So we'll see how that goes. Um, this is why I say negative 12 differential doesn't sound bad. So FCC is dead last. They're about to get relegated. They have 18 <laughs> points from the season, five wins, 18 losses, and three draws, and a negative 35 <laughs> goal <laughs> differential. Gosh, and oh, we couldn't hate beat to them. See it. I know. <laughs> Good point. You're not supposed to remind our listeners of that. But um, I think at this point, I know I keep saying we're going to make the playoffs kind of just to have fun. Um, so this is the only game. I don't care about the New York. If we lose 10 nothing New York City, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. If we lose one nothing against Cincinnati or draw, I'm going to be very mad. So this is the game. This is, to me, MLS Cup Final is Sunday. This yep. is really the last game I care about all season. Um, other than the game in September, because it's the last home game, it'll be the last time to see friends in that context. But, um, but yes, I am going to predict a very nice crew, comfortable crew win, three to one. Oh. I don't think we'll get the shutout, but I'm giving a three-one well, win to the Columbus the, crew. We haven't had a shutout since our sixth game of the season. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it's that long ago. <laughs> I didn't either until I just looked it up. Um, yeah, I think this is a must-win. I would say it's probably the biggest game of the season. Uh, going into enemy territory, if we can get those three points, that looks great for Porter getting his guys on the on the same page. Um, 
and and it would be great for the players too. I mean, it it might spark some kind of playoff push. I don't think it's really feasible, um, but I, I would love to see it. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> um, but yeah. If, anyway, for this game. I'm going to try to be I'm not optimistic. I'm editing that out. I'm going to keep this as, as uh, <laughs> yeah. organic as possible. Why not? I want to be optimistic for this game like I was the first game, but not quite that much. But I think we can do it. Um, they're really not good at home. They keep getting beat, and I think it's our turn to go in and steal some points. I will say right. I'm going to be bold. Three now. Nice. It's time. It's time to get Room his first clean sheet. You're saying three nil crew, right? Oh yeah, three three nil crew. Yeah. Um, wasn't it? Didn't FCC beat like Seattle like three nothing or something their very first game, and all of us were like, uh oh, they're gonna be really good. Or did they get annihilated that first game? I can't remember. No, they they scored their first goal against uh, Seattle. Oh, that's right. They were first, and then Seattle came back. Yeah, and then I think it was like a four one defeat or something. It was so sad to see. And then they tied Atlanta. And then we're like, oh, crap, they're going to be good. Yeah. And then it was all down from there. <laughs> and that's really the only saving grace of the season is that we're not as bad as it's Honestly, as bad. it is, and that's freaking sad. Oh, it is sad. Oh, man. Let's see. What else we got going but, on um, here? Anyway, are you getting season tickets next year? Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to get my particular seat um, since I have a wedding to pay for. Um, and I missed a lot of games this season, so I might just buy tickets. But... In this year's advertisement for renewals, it says that you have priority seat selection yeah. in the new stadium. So I'm probably going to get some sort of season tickets, even if it's in the upper deck, just to have that. Um, but get the them in the North deck. The game, yeah. Those are the cheapest ones. And then when the stadium doesn't get filled up, you can go wherever <laughs> you want. <laughs> yeah. It is fun, though. Um, for me... The hard part will be not sitting in my seat if I go to games because right. I love where I sit. It's just such a perfect view of everything. Yeah, um, I'm. So I'm on the fence. I don't know yet. What I'm. Ho- what I probably will happen is I'll completely forget to opt out of auto renewal, and then I don't have to worry about it. So <laughs> right. that's probably what's going to happen. But yeah, I, I definitely want to be a part of the new stadium. Plus, if I buy Andrea ticket, you know, if I bought like two upper deck tickets, or I guess I could buy two Nordeca tickets. That'd be way yeah. cheaper. And then just move wherever we feel like it. Yeah, I mean that. I think that's the biggest perk of season tickets uh, for next year is getting the yeah. uh, new stadium priority. Um, so, if you are listening and you don't have season tickets, you might want to get on board, get season tickets for next year, enjoy the last full season at Mafray, and then, excuse me, my air conditioning is <laughs> farting again. <laughs> but did there you uh, do you know if it's like based on the number of years in a row? Or like literally, if this if you just join this year, you'll get those priority access. Oh, I haven't seen any details, but I would assume if you're a season ticket member, you just get uh, some kind of priority. I, I don't know if there's like an order that they go in, um, but yeah, I would assume it. I would assume they're gonna offer you the same type of section that you're currently in. So I'm in Nordic, so I'm assuming that they're gonna offer me to get season ticket member or season ticket membership in the new supporter section well we went to the um focus group mm-hmm. it's going to be substantially more expensive to sit in my seat. i won't be able to afford it yeah like, I'm, i don't think i can justify spending that much money but they have ones currently planned that one side is going to be all like business and like 
uh, what do you call that? Like luxury seats yeah, like and corporate access to players and, and access to food suites and stuff like that. So there's not going to be a whole lot of option, but I would definitely consider in the new stadium um, doing safe standing um, in the if it's the terrace behind the goal. Yeah, definitely. The only problem is it's the worst possible place to watch soccer. It's the best place to watch hockey behind the goal. I mean, but it's the worst place to watch soccer because you have no idea what's happening on the other end of the field. So I would say that's fair. Like Nordic currently being in the corner, it, you have funky angles. But yeah. if you're like directly behind goal, especially if you sit towards the top, you have like a bird's eye view of the whole pitch. So I think that's I, actually a good point too because they'll probably build the stadium with that with sight lines in mind. Yeah, because um, the um, Allianz Arena in Minneapolis, they have or St. Paul, wherever it is, they were built, like the upper deck was actually built over the lower deck. So yeah. if you were in the front row of the upper deck, you were actually on the field. So you had great sight lines wherever you sat in the stadium. So it's yeah. po- not possible too. And I can't remember who said it. I think it was the architect or somebody that was working on the stadium like early, early this year, I think like February. They were saying that the plan that they were thinking of doing, and this hasn't been confirmed because the final uh, stadium, I, I don't I was the word I'm like for rendering. What do we want? We want drawings now. We do. We want, I want now. Charles Camposano to finish the deal so that we can <laughs> finally get moving forward. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the architect or whoever he was, he was saying that they're going to have like steep mm-hmm. stands. So it's going to be like, I don't know. I would compare it to Boca Stadium. They're like pretty much on top of the field because it's yeah. like so compact. So I would love that. I think that would be a really nice atmosphere. It would be like, Everybody's on the field. It would give the players like some kind of edge. Yeah. I don't know. I would like it. I think I think it would be unique for this league. It would be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to whatever they have. Um, I also hope they have um, other options. Oh, one thing. I think we'll have a podcast after the FCC game too. But um, I am going to the Atlanta game. Yeah. Good oh, point. you are. So uh, yeah, one of my friends is getting married, and we are doing like a bachelor thing in Atlanta. Um, so we're going to go to the game. We're going to get annihilated, but I'm pretty excited for $2 hot dogs and Cokes and pizzas and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have, like, the best food deals in the stadium. So I hope that that's something that we can also do at our new stadium. Um, I think that would be great because our concessions now, there's just not Mediocre, a lot of options, yeah. and it's too expensive for that crap. <laughs> and you don't really want pretzels that have been laying around on wet towels. <laughs> well, I would, I would assume that they're not doing that anymore. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that, I'm hoping they do some sort of like cheap food option or at least cheap, cheap drink option or something like that. Even yeah. though I did see on TV that, unfortunately, can't go, but the Dollar Brats are back next um, at the next game, which I, I know. didn't know that. And the next game, I have to miss the next home game, but it should be a good night. So yeah. I only have one more home game left this year. It's yeah, kind of sad. Too. I have three games, but yeah, one home game. Um, the Andy Lochnane um, regime, whatever you want to call it, yeah, they got rid of those dollar brats um, and made you think you're getting discounts with the half off pops and stuff. So. Anywho, but actually, I don't not. know why I just swore on this podcast, but uh, let's finish this thing up. Extra time. I guess Stadium Talk was kind of extra time, but I don't know if you wanted to talk about any other MLS games. Nothing sticks out to me. Premier League was fun because Southampton is the Columbus crew of the Premier League. <laughs> we miss all of our chances against Liverpool. We almost beat Liverpool. Um, but then we concede defensive breakdown. Actually, I take it back. It was a super strike from Mane. So, I mean, it wasn't really that much of a defensive breakdown. It, it was pretty good. It was a really, really good strike. And then it, you just don't take your chances and you concede. We almost beat Liverpool. When Liverpool was playing like crap, it would have been really fun. would have made my Man City fans friends happy. But, uh, alas, it did not happen. Yeah, I watched that game, and then I watched Manchester City. 
uh, they tied two to two against um, who was it? All oh, Tottenham. That was a pretty entertaining game as a neutral. And then I just watched a couple Argentine league games. Get this, NBC Four on um, DirecTV is currently not available because of Next Star. <laughs> not yeah. it's really really irritating me. So I couldn't watch the Man City game. Um, they better get it together. I just but have an antenna, so. Yeah, and I have to, I think I have to buy one and figure it out. But the only problem is you can't DVR it, though. Mm. Um, True. But I've been dying to ask, what does 2T mean? Is that the second half? Yeah, so we're currently sitting here watching Argentine League. Um, so they don't count up the full yeah. 90. So they count up to 45 for the first time. And, and that's then normal. they just restart it at zero and go to another 45 for the second time. Okay. So like when we're looking at the uh, scoreboard, it just says 2-team or 2-T, which is segundo tiempo second half so i was wondering about that and um i thought wait is this a playoff game with extra time or something I'm like no that's dumb because the league just started yeah so. they just count that is two periods which nice. is i don't know i guess it works cool. maybe their clocks just don't go up higher than 45 or something <laughs> maybe not which by the way i hope i don't understand why they can't do the extra time in stadiums oh my gosh please give me the extra time on the scoreboard because <laughs> i'm trying to think of other stadiums i've been to if they've done that so maybe the new stadium would be nice if you're listening to give us the extra time like I usually set a stopwatch. Yeah, or like I always something just like tap that. it on my phone. It's so annoying. Um, and then the last thing I was going to mention was Bundesliga. Our buddy Zach Steffen uh, made the start for uh, Fortuna Düsseldorf. He had a pretty shaky start, but he ended up um, they beat Werder Bremen three um, one. Did so not watch that, that game. Cool. I didn't watch it either, but um, I, it was kind of funny to listen to um, the. This is the only league. This is the only soccer that Fox does really well. They do Bundesliga really, really well. If anybody wants to join the Bundesliga train. I watched um, Barcelona crap the bed. They yeah, l- I was going to ask lost. about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. just it's the coach Valverde. He's terrible. He's been terrible for a long time. The media hates him. The Barcelona fans hate him. Well, maybe Messi should be a player coach or something. I don't know. I don't know, but it, something needs to change because the team is a disaster right now. Griezmann made his debut. Didn't really do anything. Wait, Griezmann did go to Barcelona. I thought they didn't want him. Oh yeah, he he's already there. Is Neymar coming back? Neymar is the iffy one. Uh, oh, I don't really know if he's going to. What a disaster. Because Coutinho, he just went to Bayern Munich. I still can't believe that Real Madrid is so mismanaged that they made Gareth Bale go to go to freaking China. No, he's he's still with Madrid. Oh, did he stay? Yeah, he just played yesterday. Oh, I thought he went to China. And they, I'm like, they still want him out. Like Zidane doesn't like him I don't for whatever why. reason. He should come home to Southampton or come to the crew. I'd take him on the crew. Yeah, he should definitely come to the crew. Yeah, I mean, that would, that would I fix mean, our Jazzy's heart. I don't problem. think he would <laughs> miss like six feet in front of the goal. And he wouldn't need a new language to learn. So, mm. you know, that'd be pretty sweet too. True, true. Um, and then um, Borussia Dortmund won 5 1, played Augsburg, who is highly expected to be the last place team to be relegated, anyways. So it wasn't you know, that great. But, you know. Is this the year for Dortmund? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to temper my excitement because we kind of played big last, uh, one big last year too. But the thing but is, Bayern dropped points and yeah. tied. So Bayern we're dropped points, up. and I feel like uh, Dortmund had a better off season than Bayern. Like, yeah, they we got did. a lot b- more better players. Yeah, than and those Bayern. guys scored too. So Jan, Julian Brandt scored, and then um, well, Sancho we had already. Sancho scored, and, and get this, I know that you hate him because he's a Barcelona reject, but Alcas Alcacer. Oh two. no! I don't. I don't have any ill will towards. But what's there. amazing about him is he scored ev- almost every game last season. But he was brought on as a sub, yeah. so we actually started him this time. Yeah, like 
he was good for Barcelona. He just wasn't up to the level to like start over Luis Star, uh, Luis Suarez. So, I mean, I was he up to the level to start over Neymar? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think they ever played <laughs> together. But anyway, yeah, I'm glad he's doing well at Dortmund. Yeah, so that's really cool. So that's a five-one win. Um, Bayern um, drove their game. I forgot who they played. Oh, some bombs. Yeah, I know it was. It wasn't like a top team. Um, and so I'm pretty excited. Uh, maybe get some um, some different winners this season. And I know that you love Barcelona, but I don't mind that they have a painful season so that we get somebody else winning all the. I mean, be great. Honestly, we've won the league two times in a row already. Oh, that's um, it. The only thing. I thought it was like seven. No, it's just been twice. Oh. Uh, Madrid won before that. I really don't care if we don't win the league this year as long as it's not Real Madrid. Like, if Atletico wins, which I don't think that they are because that it's is terrible cool, like off Valencia season. Or like, yeah, uh, if like Valencia, yeah. Bilbao. That'd be like, cool. I don't know. Somebody that's not Real Madrid, if they win, I whatever. See, that's the hard part about being a Dortmund fan because, I mean, they are a super they're, – they're a powerhouse club. They're, they're definitely not like a top ten league in the world. But, um, but I would like anybody but Bayern. I would rather – like Augsburg or Werder Bremen or Leipzig. not Schalke except Schalke. Yeah, Leipzig. I like. I know I get a lot of grief from my German fans for liking like liking Leipzig. Um, they're like the they're the pariah of the league because of their corporate sponsorship and they're in East Germany and all that. But um, Timo Werner stayed with them. I was shocked. I thought for sure he'd go to Bayern. Maybe. I thought he would come to the crew. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping, but I mean, I knew that was never going to happen. Well, anyways, I guess that's all we got for this week. Um, I am very sorry that you don't get to hear Max Brunke. Um, I think he should still submit this to his professor anyways as, <laughs> as an example of his work ethic and commitment to podcasts. Whoa, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I wouldn't do that. And I don't think he listens. I wish he did because that would be fun. I'd love to get a text from him and saying, hey, how dare you? But anywho, so we have two games, New York City and FC Cincinnati. So hopefully... If we have another pod in the next 10 days or so, that's very good news. Hopefully if we you have don't hear points. from us for a couple months, you know that things have gone very, very south. On, if we lose <laughs> at Cincinnati, I say we just put it on hold until March. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Do one more like end, season-ending one in like the October or something like that. Because that was my excuse before. I'm like, well, we're not potting again until we won, and then we actually did win, so yeah. that worked out nicely. So, anywho, until next time, you all have a great week. Mama Columbus.